Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Life of the Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode is sponsored by Brown Lab Media. Brown Lab Media is a creative community helping to promote and create original content, personal brands, businesses, or anything media-related by people of color. So if you have a chance, feel free to check them out. The link is www.brownlabmedia.com. Today we're going to do things a little bit differently, and we're just going to talk about last week's episode and the recap of your story of meeting your birth family again. So just, I don't know, just talk a little bit about that. I'd be curious to just get a little summary of like the intro of why you started, why you wanted to come to back to Peru. Yeah, I think maybe I'll just start with why I even wanted to talk about this. And I think it's just because something kind of terrifying that's happening soon is like I'm turning 30 and I'm kind of in a weird place where I'm like, all right, everything that I thought I would have at 30, not that I don't have it, just every, every place that I thought I would be like, I thought I'd be in a home. I thought I'd have multiple kids. I thought they'd be in daycare. I thought like I'd be at the steady job for at least maybe like five to 10 years. And so I just think at this point, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of like, oh my God, like where, where did the time go? And where did all these like monumental pieces in my life, how did it kind of get me to where I am right now? And I think the story about me going down there and, and living with my family really turned my whole life upside down. That's where so many, uh, I made so many memories and so many different like things happened to me down there that really shaped who I am so me kind of wanting to dive in this does have a correlation to me turning 30 and just kind of going back to remember remember these events remember uh kind of why why I was shaped into the person I am right now and to just kind of like come full circle and just to talk about it and just to maybe relive it maybe re like experience it but um so that's kind of a little bit of the reason why and then um, last week we had kind of talked about the reason, you know, about why I decided to kind of make this jump. And just prior, we had talked about a little bit of me having cancer and kind of wanting to fulfill, just live a little bit of, uh, to live a fulfilled life and to not necessarily have any kind of regrets. Because it's a time you weren't, you weren't like in, you're in a pr- pretty bad bad place with your with your life Mm -hmm. um especially maybe with like your relationship you're saying it wasn't like good and that was a huge part of your life and so yeah no I understand I understand that and you know it's interesting you know um thinking back to those really pivotal moments that changed your life and how you know (laughs) when as time goes on you, you you always think about it and you always try and make sense of it and during different aspects of your life. And I guess, you know, you having your birthday soon is kind of like sprung up, I guess, these feelings too, because I also think it's a good thing too, because um, I don't know, just thinking, thinking about these, how do I, like, just keeping yourself in check? I don't yeah. know, like just, I don't know. Making sure you kind of don't veer off on that path. And I know that you're not supposed to like compare and contrast, like compare this relationship to that relationship or, you know, with this where you're at right now or what house what kind of house you're in or anything comparison but I also think you kind of need to sometimes and just to say like holy shit like look at how far I came like look at those thoughts I was having like why did I why did I even put this in there why did I even think like that you know and I think um it just shows how much you've grown I guess yeah 
Yeah, no, um, I'm just thinking about my own life and just, you know, you, you got me thinking about, um, like six years back, where were you? Six years back? I can't even remember. I'm so off with dates. Um, <laughs> six years back, I was 24 and I was in a completely different mindset. I just kind of, I was really like just working on my music. I think I was just taking a break from everything, school. And oh yeah, I remember getting that text message, and you're like, "I think I decided I'm not gonna go into school. I think I'm gonna take this one year." Was that the year? Maybe that you just decided to like stop everything and just full force do music. Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't go as well as I thought because I guess I didn't plan well enough. No, you know what it is. At that moment, I was too fixated on the aid of other people in my life and putting too much of my own fate of my success in other people's hands mm. and it didn't and obviously you know i couldn't find solid pieces of band members that could follow me and through through the levels that needed to be taken in terms of being accountable just being serious and really giving it their all so therefore that's why i fell a little short unfortunately if i looking back if i would have just stuck to my guns and learned the music interface more and I don't know where I'd be right now. Probably, <laughs> I'd have a few inclinations, but again, like you, I guess, you know, you're here now, and I'm just trying to do the best I can to get to where I want to be, understanding that, you know, I am 29 and trying to tell myself that that's still. <laughs> I was still young because like you know yeah. I feel like every time somebody tells me I tell them that my age they're like oh man you're still a baby even at 29 mm -hmm. and I'm just like I don't feel like it but I'm gonna believe it because I just don't want to be 40 being like dang now now I don't feel and now I really don't feel like young anymore even though you know every generation it's different like it's the the age spreads out more yeah. i feel i don't know well and it's hard because 20 is it's nice to say like yeah i'm 25 yeah i'm 21 yeah i'm 26 i think the re the the um the main thing that kind of tripped me up was when i was when i had just turned 27 or 28 they stopped asking for my id and i made it until then every time they'd be like oh like are you are you old enough to drink and i was like damn what was it that like made me so made me look like I'm older than 21 because there was a time for that span like what that was like six seven years that after 21 that nobody that that they were worried about me being under 21 but then what happened I'm gonna tell you what happened my little wrinkles happened I had gotten wrinkles I feel like and like here too and I felt like I just looked older Oh, that's just going back to like worrying so much too. Like I feel like this kind of when I was uh in my early 20s, I was a basket case of nerves. I was a basket case of worry. I was a basket case of emotions. And like you think I'm emotional now. Like it was just like uh, just the feeling of being so high strung and like your, sh your shoulders always up to your ears. Just like what's going to happen next? Like literally just looking around like I, so scared 
about life and of where I'm supposed to be in those moments. And I think that, like, that's, whew, it's, it's an, um, it's an unreal feeling kind of looking back and just being like, wow, like you're about to be 30. And not only do you not have these same problems that you had, but like, just, just, just like, remember you were there. Remember you kind of got through those things because I mean, I'll tell you like just this year, like 2020 and thinking of like, if I knew what I like, if I knew like Mark, what is it right now? It is February 17th. And I think last year at this time, there was just, there was no, I was making my birthday invitations. I remember we were going to go to that really great bar and like I had a bunch of friends for my birthday. I remember and that. And I was making these cute like invitations at this time. And I was just like carefree. And then COVID hit and literally so many things happened to us that I would have never imagined. Like never in a million years. And even looking back on this year, just thinking like, holy shit, how did we get through all of these things? And one day we'll talk about them. Right now we can't, but one day we will. And uh, I guess, like I said to you yesterday, you know, no matter what it is, like, we'll, we'll get through it. It seems so stupid, like, so, like, lighthearted. Just be like, we'll get through it. But holy shit, like, I think you just get put in these positions where you don't have a choice. You just have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And especially, like, going back to, um, you know, your age and stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've getting been told, like, um, that your life kind of doesn't really start until, like, you're, like, 25 to, like, 30 almost in those in that age bracket you start really like figuring out like one you kind of get out of that phase of just like you know going out and like to a certain extent just mindlessly par mm -hmm. partying to me I don't know I could be wrong um and just kind of like understanding okay there's a little bit I feel like I want a little bit more value in my life than just kind of like hanging out with my friends and kind of like going out to the bar and just like you know meeting new people um because I've always kind of felt this. Maybe I'm just like an old soul. I don't know. Um, but ever since, you know, now especially and a few years, year or two back, I just really was hunkering down and I just really put a lot of that stuff on the back burner for me personally because I just, I want something more of my life. And I know that it takes like more time investment to get to where I want to be. And that obviously means that I can't really take that time to go out and and do and drink and, you know, smoke and stay out till like three in the morning. As much as I'd love to, I just the thought of just waking up like hungover, not really wanting to do anything. It just that just gives me more anxiety. Um, and I feel like the only thing that's been able to cure my anxiety and my like. <laughs> nervousness and being scared about my future and where I might be if I don't take steps now um sorry <laughs> so the working working and making progress is my is my antidote it's the only thing that makes me feel better about me and everything that I feel um for for an example like feeling making little minor tweaks on a song to make it that much more better can completely change my whole day. It wouldn't matter if I ate like shit the day before or I didn't go to the gym that the past two days. If I could just feel good about those accomplishments that I made with those little tweaks in that song, that's like 
anything else in my life could go wrong, but I'll always feel good because of those things, because of that progress that I made. So that's an example of just, that's my like cure to depression and anxiety (laughs) is just making little steps towards where I want to be in, in the future. You know, I definitely want to be in a place. Well, my future, if you guys want to know, I want to be in a place to give it some context, right? To like, okay, this future, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> is just to um, be able to uh, financially live off making music. That's that's my goal. That's the goal I wanna wanna have, and that takes a lot of time and effort, obviously, into creating music, trying to understand an interface, trying to understand what makes a good song, breaking it down, not making it too complicated, and just you know getting into that mindset. So every every minute spent on that is a minute closer to hopefully where I want to be. Um, and I'd rather die trying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> live, live hard. Oh, what was that? Uh, 50 Cent, get rich or die trying. <laughs> Make a great song or die trying. No, but it's it's like your reality. And it's funny because you're like, I'd rather, even if I have um didn't go to the gym for two days, and I don't think people understand, like that perspective is like you go into the gym kind of comes hand in hand with you doing music and so the fact that you said like not going to the gym for two days is a big deal and to some people like maybe you have your quirks or habits that you do and you you can't you know you don't want to go like more than a day or more than a few hours not doing it and I think the gym for you is is another important thing so when he says like not going to the gym for two days it's a big deal it's huge because you know in high school I was pre-diabetic I was like 50 pounds overweight and like I literally was my doctor said if you don't if you don't lose weight you know you're going to be diabetic and that will lead to further health complications and I was just so not in a good place at that time so like that's why I guess in general the gym is really important to me like you said Mm -hmm. and obviously yeah it's it's um it's a working working fluctuation because you know you have priorities too there's a lot of other things in your life that you have to manage and it's just hard sometimes but you're doing it and I think that the the funny thing was when you were talking about uh being hungover my my head instantly flashed back to I think it was like 2018 and we were at what was it like Club Cabana Coco Cabana wherever that we were and like how trashed you got and I was too and just you were like laying on the sidewalk like i need i need some water and i was just like running to like the the like closest like bodega to get you some water and like a slice of pizza and it just like my head just went back there and i think it's just funny because yes we can still have fun like we go out and drink and things like that but it doesn't have to be like that crazy every time yeah and even then it just i wanted to feel worth it i don't know like you either go in or not Is yeah that like what you're saying? i'd love to go out and stay out till 4 a.m after like you know i put the final final touches on my ep or my my song and it's like i or that day where i send it to spotify to get you know approved and have a release date and i'm like yes like let's celebrate you know or on the day it's released let's celebrate um so yeah like having more reason to celebrate meaningful celebrations having more meaningful reasons to get drunk (laughs) um yeah so um 
but uh, I'm frustrated. <laughs> I was kind of bummed because our camera right here seems to uh, oh, is it dead? Be about to good. die. I uh, just want to be transparent with you guys. Um, but darn. Should I charge it? Can it charge it and be on at the same time? I'm I'm not sure, but we can we can see. Um, There's a charger right. That's so weird. I had on the charger the whole time. Oh, this thing? Mm. Yeah, do we have my the external drive? Um, I'm not sure. Mm, I don't you know if it can be charged at the same time. Let me try. All right. So sorry, guys. Um, we're back. Just got an external battery to charge this. Camera, uh, camera rookie mistake. Anyways, <laughs> um, so we're, we're talking about celebrating with a purpose and um, because you can't celebrate every day because um there's work to be done yeah yeah um and i don't know man. like it, it but it i mean it's different for everybody like yeah it bothers like me too right like i want to go out and yeah do these things i wish i could maybe one day i'll be able to balance that <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not old i can still do it but i think it's just kind of uh you hear that? Yeah. My stomach. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, I think it just kind of shows, uh, you know, dedication and hard work. Um, <laughs> I heard a thing this morning talking about, like, being committed to your commitments. And I think things like that are really important. And obviously, like you were talking about, the trail of a hangover, right? The, the trail of a good time, I'll say, is you go out and you have a good time. And, yeah, you might not have to drink that much. Or, yeah. But, but you stay out until 4. It still has the, the kind of like rollover to the next day, right? Because you stay out till 4. You're going to get up at your usual 5 a.m. No, you're not going to do that. So then what? You're going to sleep in. And then what, what happens? It's those regular hours that you used. Maybe, maybe this is a work night. Maybe it's a Thursday night. You know, everybody goes to party on Thursday. So maybe it's a work night. And then you get up, you know, you don't have to go into work. And you get up right at like 9 or something when, when you start what did that leave you? Like you, you lost all those hours, that five, six, seven, eight, nine, those four hours. And that might set you back. And then maybe you're trying to like, you're trying to do that while you're doing work, you know, and it just gets complicated. It just kind of gets messy. And I think that, you know, being committed to your commitments, it shows at the end. And it doesn't mean you can't, like you said, doesn't mean you can't do it. Nobody's saying like, oh, you're too old. You, you have goals. And yeah. if somebody says that, like, like, who the fuck are you hanging out with then? Yeah, like um, yeah, yeah. Some of my friends sometimes they don't they don't understand. But then, what are they doing? Like, I get so hype about this situation because I'm like, you. If you don't understand and you're upset because I don't want to come out with you every single night, like, what is it that you are doing? What is it that you have to show? Like, you go out every single night, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like Saturday. What is it that you have to show? Oh, that you're a good time. But then when you get older and you have to settle down and you're like, I don't know, want to have kids or whatever, are you going to just be working at that same nine to five? But it, I mean, if that works for you and like it makes you happy doing it, like more power to you. Yeah. Like I'd rather have to show something, have something to show because I stayed in, because I've been working. Yeah, it just scares me. You know, I, I my worst fear is that I'll be forced to do something I don't want to do because of the resources that I have, they ran out, you know, everything I took for granted just ran out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't have a stability 
you know, like what happens if like my family dies, you know, like it's older family does die. You know, these, these one safety nets that I used to have will be gone Mm -hmm. and there will be nobody who I can come and ask for help. It'll just be me. And that thought terrifies me so much Mm -hmm. where I, you know, want to be at that footing that I can control, right? That music area where it's bringing in money, enough money for me to be able to just live, um, like to be have financial stability because I care about that stuff I always did I don't know why I it was just me just being oddball um but I I just I don't know I just I just didn't want to work at some place that I just somebody else's job you know, I was just working, working for, for something somebody else, huh? working for somebody else, like fulfilling their dreams. Right. Because yeah. once you're kind of like at the top of the chain, you hire other people under you be- to help you fulfill your dreams. Right. And I think that that's kind of a, a scary thing to be kind of somebody else's hamster. Like if I'm going to be working, I want to be my own hamster. I want to be able to like keep building what I want to do and not having to work for some bigger purpose because it's not that's not my purpose yeah just to think like being so stressed out at your work trying to get these deadline things Mm -hmm. done and that's taking like that's taking a part of me every day Mm -hmm. you know and i'd rather give myself that stress and that anxiety to me to my brand and to something that belongs to me just makes it just feel right you know Mm -hmm. and I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just talking, but I it's I'm just it's just all coming from a place of wanting to be happy in doing what you love, knowing that you know you you're going to suffer either way. Life is a lot of suffering mm-hmm. regardless of if you give your throw your whole life to a job like you said and working for someone else's dream mm-hmm. or throwing your life to your own dream. But it's still suffering, you know. I still get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I get anxiety because of timelines with my own music. I get nervous that the music people aren't going to like it. Um, I get nervous that I don't know enough and I need to know more. Um, so there's a lot of things in general that can stress me out on my personal time and that I ultimately suffer f- from for to want to learn to put that stress on me. Um but like I said, I just would rather struggle and suffer for my own dream than someone else's. Yeah. And Sorry. You're gonna no, no. I oh. just I was <laughs> trying to, I guess, put this into context of kind of why we started talking about this. Yeah. Um, I th- one last thing kind of to wrap that part up is just I think it takes courage. And, you know, courage is kind of defined on what feels best in your heart in that moment and some people might not understand why you're doing what you're doing but for you to understand that in that moment like it's what feels best to you that is important and I guess it all relates because what feels best to me is to accomplish that goal accomplish that musical goal of finding your passion um taking care of it nurturing it and creating a career out of it and I'm doing that because I was adopted and I was given this life 
And I want my birth family to know one day that, one, their sacrifice of giving me up was, was, dare I say, like, worth it. Um, Why would you say dare I say? I don't know, because I don't, I know everyone's just like, oh, it's like a, it's like, you shouldn't rely on your adoption to if you don't make something of yourself it's not like it's not the end of the world you still made it you know you still you're still doing good and i don't know i have a kind of like a little bittersweet with that narrative in today's society of just like always kind of like patting the shoulder you still did great you still did good like i don't i don't like that i i i don't i kind of understand the older mentality that maybe that old school traditional mentality where it's like you know if you're you not fail first, you're last. and you succeed you fail you succeed what if you're not first you're last kind of you know it's like you know i'm not gonna beat you down for your failure but mm-hmm. let's be real you failed mm-hmm. you didn't do well and like these constellation trophies you know yeah. when you grow up and it's just like thanks for participating and, and so that's like, why coming back to that adoption thing like that's why it's so personal that's why i have so much anxiety that's why i I stress so much on trying to get it done because i can fail and and that's that i failed Mm -hmm. you know i personally feel like i let my family down and in my mind that's not gonna happen straight up you know that's not gonna happen i'm gonna i'm going to Mm -hmm get there every day i think i say that to myself because i can't fail there is no failing i'm going to show them a list of accomplishments that i've done Mm -hmm. because that's how i that's how i view success for me i view success in that retrospective accomplishments not not as shallow as that saying it but obviously i understand the meaning behind each accomplishment i understand the daily waking up at five getting three hours of work done then going to work because right now I don't have the luxury of having the financial backing of my music yet. So until that time, you know, understanding when I get to that point, I'll, I'm thinking about that accomplishment. Yeah. Even though at face value, I'm just saying a list of accomplishments to show my family. No, obviously, personally, I take that way more deeper. Mm-hmm. But just being able to say, look, like, you know, I made something of myself, like, under, be like, and for me too, right? For yeah. every for everybody, I, I just want to be that carry the torch, mm-hmm. because also too, my adoptive family, you know, my my mom, my grandma, and my grandpa, you know, they worked their whole lives in theater, and they were rewarded for it. You know, my mom got a, my grandma got a, you know, a, a Tony Award, and and that that is so important to me, and so important to keep that tradition of music in my alive in my family. And so you want to talk about why I don't want to go out and why, you know, I'm very hard on myself mm-hmm. for good reason and why I accept that hardness <laughs> in 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 me and I let it I let myself be hard on me when I need to be because if I don't I won't I won't have any response i won't have any in in, what's it integrity i won't have any accountability um and i'll just i'll waste this 
And there's a very real possibility that in my mind, I will waste my, my life. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think kind of right when you said it, accountability, it just reminded me of something too, is like when I was on my way to go take that flight to Peru, I was trying to take like accountability of my life. And I think that the most interesting part of, of the beginning of that story is in the car ride. It was like this beautiful winter day. It was like pretty cold. It was just pretty harsh, um, like the wind. But I was in the car. My dad was driving. My mom was in the passenger seat. And my boyfriend at the time was sitting right next to me. And he just kept bribing me, bribing me to stay home. And why I want to talk kind of about accountability is just when I talk about this, when I talk about um, my boyfriend at the time, I want to take a step back and just say, like, I'm accountable for, for things not being good. I'm accountable for that relationship. I stayed with that person for seven years. That is my fault. I did not have to do that. I do not get to go back and, and talk kind of the, the, the way he was described in the book is probably really negative because at the time he wasn't as supportive as I needed him to be at that time. Like maybe, but I don't know how I was communicating that. You know, I don't remember if I had said, like, look, like, let's set it up every time, every, like, maybe Monday, can I talk to you once? I just needed support, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know how my communication was, but I have to sit here, and I have to take accountability for staying with somebody who made me unhappy, which ultimately, I can't even, even me saying something like that doesn't doesn't necessarily sit right, like, this person didn't make you happy. I didn't make myself happy by staying there, and I just think that, some people are going to know who I'm talking about and uh, I'm not trying to paint a bad name for anybody, but it's just my, like this, I just kind of want to go back to this and just say like, I'm accountable that this, that was my fault for staying with somebody and how this person is painted and, and my head at the time is just how, how they were. And I, I don't know, it, that just kind of, <laughs> kind of like strongly came into my head because I know that I guess that goes for everybody in, in your life too. Is just having to stay accountable for why people are in your life now, why they were before. Because I think so many people create this narrative like you did this to me. Oh, like, take a step back, man. Take, look at yourself. Who did this to you? You stayed. And I think that's kind of the the most interesting part of relationships when we look back on them. Or events when we look back on them and said, like, I can't believe this happened because somebody made me go. Like, nobody made you go, man. And I mean, I guess unless you had, like, a gun to your head. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not, that's not even, that's, it's like, not realistic. 0.1%, like, I guess. Yeah. And just kind of thinking about, like, accountability as far as, like, doing what you want to do, you know. And for me at the time, I kind of knew what I want. I didn't necessarily know exactly what I wanted to do. But I knew what I was doing at the time wasn't working for me. I wasn't happy, which is why I jumped. Like, I I don't advise you to do that every single time you're not happy is to jump into another country and just kind of chill. But I don't know. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe. um, Speaking of that, like I was thinking while you were saying that, um, that's another thing that I don't like about um, the society, too, when when things get hard and when when you kind of hit a roadblock, you're like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should just try something else that, you know, I might be better at. No, like, don't. Why? Like, that's such a silly mentality to have. Like, every day I, like, I, I 
I struggle. I struggle with music every day, but does that mean I give up? Like, like, is it weird for me to say, like, I don't care. I don't care if I suffer for two weeks and I beat myself up emotionally so bad where I'm just, I, I hate myself. Like, I, why can't I understand this? I don't fucking get it. Like this, this is bullshit. Again, like just snapping at all my friends, like, you know, <laughs> my family, just like, get off me. Like, get away from me. Like, you don't understand, you know, like all that stuff. Like I'll do that every day because like, sorry, <laughs> I won't, I will go through that struggle every day because I'm not giving up because I know that I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why things aren't working and it could take a year or two, but I won't give up mm-hmm. because, um, I just won't, I love it too much. And I, I don't know how that, like, like in terms of like every meaning, like, you know, when you feel like everything is going against you, nothing feels right. Mm-hmm. I still go. I still push. I don't know why. And in fact, I get angry at myself that nothing's going right. In fact, I get so angry. I'm like, I'm going to force things to go right. I don't care. I'm going to do it because this is what I want to do. This is I made. I made a choice and I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is too hard. Eh, I can't. I can't do it. Mm, I want to. I don't know. Being a stress free life. You know, I want to be cool. I want to be chill, relaxed. No, man. No. You, you do that when you get to where you want to be, you know, and that's where I don't feel like tr- a lot of people trip, trip up on that. They, and then they start jumping, jumping. Mm-hmm. If something's hard, they jump, mm-hmm. they jump. And for me, like I've just, I haven't. And the lo- older I get, the more solidified I become. And I guess maybe it, maybe it's wrong. I don't know the end of my life. Um, maybe I'll just look back and make it a huge mistake, but I don't believe so in my heart. I don't. I mean, you know, the last music that I created, one of my songs got signed by a label. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to talk about like validation, understanding of your hard work, how many times that I was frustrated and angry at the mm-hmm. fact that nothing was sounding right. And yet somebody listened to it and it was like enough for, for them to like it and for them to sign it. And for me, I'm just like, wow, like, <laughs> all right, like, let's do it. You know, was that your f- one of your favorite songs? Like, did you think that that one would have gotten chosen? It w- Yes, it was the most kind of like put together song yeah i feel okay um out of all of them but let's not even forget that not only are you a good like musician you're a really amazing designer like like this is proof right yeah and, like you know you've never even told anybody really about it oh yeah like that the shirt i'm wearing right now is, is proof like you you were asked to design for a company in japan and it wasn't a guarantee if you were going to you know, make it on anything. It, it had to be approved by their bosses. Yeah, it had to go down the line. And you just whipped it up. Not like you did it half-ass or anything, but you put it together, and it's a beautiful T-shirt. This, Like, this is beautiful. And every time I look at it, it reminds me of that show that we were watching. Remember where the guy's glasses illuminate oh, yeah. like that? And so it, it brings me, like, an eerie feeling. Like, I love it because it's kind of off-centered. I love this. I love the blue in it. I love the teal. I love the pink. I washed this like 10 million times, so it's a little bit faded, but it's beautiful. And like somebody noticed that your somebody noticed your talents, paid you to do it. And it's on a shirt that's being sold in Japan. It's being sold like worldwide. Like it's beautiful. The packaging that comes in is beautiful. You get like this certificate. I'll link it in the bio or in the description. But 
it's just kind of nice to have these wins as well and to just know that I know a lot of people are like oh you don't need validation to know that you're great like you just feel it in your heart but I do I do everyone deep down they do so it's like let's let's be real <laughs> let's just be a little honest right like validation is very important it's not a make or break per se in terms of you giving up on it but it is very important and it's another reason why you double down on what it is you're doing it's kind of like proof and the funny thing is like yesterday i was looking at uh, instagram and i looked at uh there there was some story somewhere that i read and it was about kendall jenner and she has this new tequila that came out and in my head i'm just kind of like ah the jenners the kardashians cool like you have a new tequila of course you do of course you can bring out anything in the world like you know you have money you can you know put money into anything and it will become gold right put enough money into something but the really cool thing about her tequila is that she has been creating this for the past i don't remember how many years maybe five to three years and she's been entering it into competitions like tequila competitions under like an anonymous name and she has been winning and i'm just kind of like all right you sold me you know why it's cool because they're the new generation (laughs) like you know kim kim is kylie right kylie and kendall that's funny because it's like you know but that's what i'm like low-key this is weird like how how i think of this i feel like you know that that bridge right you know like kim had to low-key sacrifice her dignity her respect but it 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 paid off not saying i have to degrade myself but i'm just understanding that that i use that degradation of like you know Mm -hmm. the sex tape that she made yeah you know, like the flaunting of her scandalous photos in the beginning, right? Before she was, when she was like really nobody. Mm-hmm. And um, um, that analogy is like the sacrifice I put in uh, to my life, right? In in hopes, in knowing that all of the things I took such a long time to create is so easily, readily available for the newer generation that mm-hmm. they could just take it. Like I'm just like an open box. Just take everything that I worked my life on and use it it's yours this is for you you know i am nothing i am a i am merely a vessel to get you to where you want to be that's how i view my life (laughs) i am a vessel for my family Mm. i'm nothing more than that i don't like i try (laughs) try and view myself as it's so weird i know this is weird right kind of like a stepping stone yeah like i am i'm nothing but a stepping stone i have no feeling i have no emotion i can't afford to think or breathe or any like in that retrospect i have one mission and that's it i'm a fucking robot that's how i view my life sometimes i'm just a fucking robot it's i'm laughing because i'm laughing because there's so many times where i come in just to like peek my head to see like hey and you're just like like straight face like focusing like eyes big like nothing there's nothing I'm, i do not exist which is all right because like i understand why like you have to get into that mindset to keep moving forward because for me you know if i have my phone up and i'm getting like text message and email and email and email and email especially um now that we're kind of hiring people for soupe to help out with that it's kind of like it's a constant like this is what i did check this out this is what i did look at this look at and it's just it's just constant so it's like i either turn it off i have to turn 
my mind off and just focus on one thing at a time and so it's like it's understandable but it's just funny because like genuinely you do have to turn into a robot and you definitely are able that's like a really good skill you have is to be able to just kind of turn the outside off and just focus because it's kind of like you could you could keep the outside on and it takes you three hours you know but you, you turn it off and maybe that three hours is summed up into 15 minutes and you're just using your time wisely. You're consolidating. Yeah. And I find that, you know, it works better for me. You know, three hours a day works better than seven because I burn out a little. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like at the right now, like kind of being able to take myself away forcefully to work, knowing that work is another thing that I need at the, right now because it, you know, fuels my finances. Um, and so when I'm there, you know, I definitely listen to my music over and over again. I write down edits. I, you know, very, cause it's different. Like, you know, especially when you're looking at your art on a Photoshop file compared to looking at your art as a JPEG and just like looking at it, knowing you can't edit it and maybe printing it out and just like looking at it. Like that's what it is for me. Yeah. Listening to a song on audio without anything somewhere else in another setting is the same way as printing out a Photoshop file or printing out a design a spread and looking at it when you're actually like, you know, it's there, what it's going to look like when it's printed and just being like, you know, that looks off. I don't know. It's centered, but it still looks off. Mm-hmm. I need to just move it a little bit that way and then it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's too much drop shadow on that. Maybe it for some reason didn't translate well on, it looked fine on the, on the screen, but mm-hmm. it didn't translate well via print. Maybe yeah. I have to account for that. Okay, mark it down. You know, that looks a little too big. Maybe I should push this up a little bit. Like, things like that. That's how I feel when I listen to my music, not looking at the the bars and, <laughs> and the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, to just polish it off. Yeah. But, yeah, no. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I just kind of wanted to give you guys, like, a mindset in on kind of why we're starting this little nice story up kind of going into it a little bit more um how it relates to us right now how it's kind of shaping you know this we really wanted this whole podcast in general to be kind of like i don't dare i say like memoir just kind of like journal just kind of documentation of where we're at where we've been where we're at kind of where we're going our identity as a whole and i think talking about talking about it kind of like getting into a little bit more details you know so you guys know where we're coming from just kind of probably helps you guys helps us kind of get back into things and and yeah just a little bit of an explanation yeah um because uh, it's important to know your roots um and to always think about it always having that those these thoughts in the back of your mind for me it always helps thinking about like how because it shows you how far you've come already um talking about accomplishments you know um even in 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 my uh personal story you know story i I, a real chance that i could wouldn't have been here you know Mm -hmm. i um so yeah i definitely am very interested in you know, taking more of a deeper dive into the specific story because it really shaped you to who you are now. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because, you know, we wouldn't be here right now if you weren't who you are now in, discer- in the sense of, like, accomplishments with the brand, mm-hmm. accomplishments with, like, 
there's all these things that come with that, like yeah. time management, just like focusing, dedication, you know, and, and figuring out who you are. Because, you know, I think a brand, if you're going to create something like a brand, it should be it's so personal to you. And when it's so personal to you, there's so much thought behind that. Mm-hmm. And there's so much because you want it to to. It's important. And it's you your reflection of you. Exactly. So if it's anything less than like And what's interesting, what throws a loophole is if you're unsure of your identity, mm-hmm. that is something <laughs> that you need to f- like kind of really kind of understand more and put more emphasis on learning mm-hmm. because then the brand will work so much more mm-hmm. like smooth mm-hmm. um, because you feel like you know yourself mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the, so- the choices that were kind of like, I don't know, then it's like, I know do this one mm-hmm. i don't really know why but i feel it do this one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that's enough yeah that's enough like kind of going back to courage like feeling being able to feel something being able to make a decision in the moment because it feels right to you in your heart that's courage right because like me i'm a very indecisive person so when it comes to like having courage sometimes i lack at that and those moments i'm just kind of like oh my god there's so many options you know what do i do even going to a store you know trying to you know make excuses like oh i think this has like a negative ingredient in it and like looking at five of them for no reason and then looking at packaging and it's just like have the courage to make a goddamn decision and i think uh yeah if you're wrong you're wrong just whatever just go back to the store yeah and kind of go back to the root of everything and i think the cool thing about this story is if i didn't go and i would have accepted like the bribe to stay because i was bribed to stay uh I wouldn't be here right now because I always pivot before I moved to New York city. I pivoted, uh, pivoted. Is that a word? I don't know. I pivoted off that. Those feelings of leaving one time I have left my family in Minnesota before to go be with my other family. And I've taken that chance before. So I know what that feels like. I know what I'm getting into. I know the loneliness that's going to come with it. I know the, it doesn't make it easier. I never made it easier. Um, but I know that I've done it before and I can do it again. And I think that is what pushed me ultimately because it wasn't, it wasn't a far-fetched idea. It was something I had done before and I can do it again. And it's like, which goes back, sorry, kind of like link all these things together. Why I, I ultimately kind of did that too is, and in my life, right after I met my birth dad for the first time, I always thought of meeting him and that was the most scary that was the scariest thing in in my life like to to meet him like I don't oh my god I don't know if it was because I had complications with my dad when I was younger I was just a stubborn teenager and I like he thought I hated him my whole life my adopted dad and so I don't know if I was just scared of what a dad is or I don't know what it was but for some reason like me meeting my birth dad I have pivoted my entire life off of like actually doing it because I I almost didn't do it and Mm so anytime I get scared I was like that might be scary, but it's not as scary as when you met your birth dad. And so just kind of being able to have these moments, these scary, like feeling like you're going to erupt inside moments, but you never do, or you didn't at the time. And being able to take that moment and correlate it to something else and being like, this is, this is pretty fucking scary, but you had done something scarier before. And I think that's, that's really cool to kind of go back on this and say like, you did this or you were offered this but you decided otherwise and to just kind of loop it around just to kind of remember 
where I was helps me realize where I'm going. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, hopefully, uh, oh, dang, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I think that, you know, definitely next week we'll take a more of a deeper dive into your journey to Peru to meet your birth family. And, um, well, yeah. to live with them. What? To live with them. Yeah, to live with them. I'm very excited to know. I'm very, honestly, yeah, I definitely want to know more about that. So until next time, guys, this is Life of the Lost. Peace.